Hello and welcome to the Villa Talks podcast. Welcome to episode 101. Welcome to Sam Cleary's chin. Um, that's all I can see. Oh, there he is. Sounds um, like a pub quiz name, a team name. Sam Cleary's chin. Chins. Yeah. Chins. <laughs> you said it, mate, not me. Um, uh, we are welcome back. Uh, we're going to be... <laughs> we're, uh, we, we've had to bring in the, uh, the second string squad uh oh, today together we've got yeah. Coutinho Buendia on the same pitch uh <laughs> this is this is remarkable it didn't work on Monday will it work <laughs> today that is the question um yeah AJ and Carl can't join us this week but we've got Sam and Yara with us two number tens uh all about creativity can I feed them the uh, opportunity it's, it's... to create their chances that's that is the question um, it's a flare how... episode flare pure flare episode we're doing youtube again it worked so well last week um and it made it really easy for me to edit actually um which i didn't realize it would do i always always um stayed away from uh video just because i couldn't be asked with the hassle of editing videos etc but actually um yeah it was a lot easier than i thought so we thought we'd try it again see how it goes um but this time i'm going to do our normal format last week obviously it was a hundredth episode so we had the whole gang together um this week we're going to go back to our normal so we'll have from the stands of villa park so the news stories of the week hero and villain of the week sam's uh, got the honor this week so we'll be going through the nottingham forest game uh looking at the hero and villain of the week based on that vital statistics i'll be taking over for aj for this week uh, obviously i won't be as good as aj is on the stat side but i'll try my best and then Yaro Villa Vault, uh, obviously having a sterling performance last time out on Villa Vault. Yaro, you're, you're back again with that one. So hopefully you, uh, you've picked a good one. Um, I think you were surprised actually the number of times we've actually beaten Chelsea uh, at home. So uh, hopefully he's picked a, a game that we've won. Uh, not not that a Sam where he normally picks a, a drab nil nil draw, a game we've lost. Oh, <laughs> I'm mixing up. Yeah, you I, do this, well, you do. I, uh, to be honest with you, I was tempted to to lead with um, a game that we lost 1-0 in 1995 because that was my first ever uh, Villa game um, oh. at Villa Park. Oh, we'll talk, um, we'll, 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 do, we'll talk about that too. We'll, we'll, do, we'll deal with that too, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I think you can get the Villa team so quickly that we could do a, a, a double header um, because, because 1995 is a piece of piss, quite frankly. Right, right okay. Right, so... Um, before, well, without further ado, uh, let's let's uh, let's carry on and then start with the show. Um, I'm going to attempt that. What I've done is I've I've <laughs> I've preloaded everything in terms of audio and video and all this kind of stuff. So you're going to have to bear with me while I click buttons and things like that and see how it goes. Um, but it's time for from the stands of Villa. I'm saying it slowly, so I'll give myself time to do it. From the stands of Villa Park. Right, two stories a week. They seem to work all right, didn't they? I think. Yeah, but you've, wasn't too you've bad. killed you've killed Sam in the process. Killed Sam. Nah, that's all right. It's <laughs> worth it. It's worth it. It was worth it. It's worth it. I think someone walked in behind him. That's why he did. It. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it was. <laughs> so new stories this week. Oh, it started again. <laughs> there you go, Sam. Look, I gave you a second chance to come back. Top Where class. are you, mate? Where's he gone? <laughs> there, there he is. is. There he is. <laughs> um, yeah, so news stories this week. So, um, well, nothing major, well, yet. Uh, potentially tomorrow could be a, a big day for the fans. Uh, apparently, 
we may see the final two designs for the crest for the club badge uh, be released tomorrow and uh, it's going to be voted on by the uh, i think all season ticket holders and uh, uh, sort of aston villa members as well so club members etc i think there's about seventy thousand people in that on that list who will be voting between the two and apparently there is a third choice which is to uh, keep the current badge which i didn't realize was it was a choice um so uh, well, i guess we'll see what happens with that um so it looks like it's going to be a round badge is going to be the first choice so more akin to what we had in the 80s which is i know there's a big clamor for that um a lot of people love that um and then a gas lamp shield type badge which is apparently quite different um which is the second choice so uh we wait with bated breath and see see what happens with that um i'm sure everyone will have a view it's one of those isn't it you can't it's one of those guys isn't it you can't really win either way everyone's going to have a view everyone's going to have a personal preference um you know, some people will be unhappy. Some people will be really happy. I, I guess we'll see. Yeah, a bit, a bit like a kit. Uh, you will not be able to please everyone, but you could potentially upset everyone. You could do it so badly that everyone gets upset, but you can't do it so well that everyone loves it. That's just impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get. I guess we'll see. Um, what, what if you, between? I mean, I haven't described him very well, by the way, but. If you were to pick between the two of those based on what I've described. So the gas lamp bench is like a shield, like an old school, like really like sort of 1900s type, 1800s type shield uh, with the with the line facing the wrong facing the other way, apparently. Um, yeah, myself back. Um, but yeah, based on that, I think most people probably go for the round badge, do you think? I think it I think it kind of it's evocative of our kind of 80s success, isn't it? When you see all the lads in the retro shirts and you, you we hark back to those uh glory days it's all about the round badge isn't it yeah um you know unless you're talking about maybe a league cup win here or there but uh yeah for me i think that um you know we're desperate for a bit of success so we need all the reminders that we can get really yeah let's just recreate all the 1982 stuff just have the 1982 kit badge um squad Bring back <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah let's try that yeah maybe just bring him back even in the current age i think they'll probably do a better job than uh, what, yeah. what we saw on monday didn't we so uh yeah so that's the first story of the week uh the other story is apparently the club owners will be um at the game on sunday which is uh brave i think i don't know what you boys think apparently they're gonna be there on villa park on sunday against chelsea well i mean yeah i, I don't know how ticket sales are holding up at the moment i mean i know gabby agbonlahor has come out and said that uh, he wouldn't go and watch villa at the moment you know um and I think that there does seem to be a, a certain ebbing away of, of the early season enthusiasm. Um, so I, I'm not sure if the owners have, have chosen the right time to come to the ground. I mean, it's Chelsea, isn't it? It's a big game. The players will probably be up for it, maybe maybe akin to how they were against Man City. Um, but if we go a couple of goals down early doors, it's, it's not too difficult to see how it could go. A bit toxic, and I'm not sure how the owners would... Uh, would feel about seeing that given the investment given given what they've done um yeah i think this has the has the capacity to go quite badly wrong hmm. yeah yeah i guess we'll see um i mean we'll, we'll, we'll come on obviously to the forest game but i was there on monday in the way the way end was uh nothing like i've ever seen before really i've been to quite a few away games privileged to go to quite a few away games not not so much in the last couple of years but over the years and uh yeah it was a completely different atmosphere to what i've experienced before albeit i've never i never went under McLeish away so i imagine well, i went to there. a uh, goodison park away day in the o'leary era or well, towards the end of the o'leary era where the fans were fully 
O'Leary out and uh we lost 4-1 and uh that was pretty that's pretty brutal um from a from an away away fans to manager perspective. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine so. Um other news stories so uh well good news good news story uh Rachel Daly uh, player of the month and Carla Ward manager of the month in the uh, women's super league uh, obviously an excellent start on the Aston Villa women's team been lucky to uh, see a couple of games uh, so far on TV and also on FA player and uh yeah Rachel Daly in particular has been uh, a class above uh the, the rest of the team really and has made a massive massive difference and uh Villa are rocking on the in the women's side, which is fantastic to see. And obviously, their game's going from strength to strength. Seventy odd thousand at the England game the other day. You know, it's uh, it's only going to get bigger, and it's great to see Villa uh, Villa doing so well uh, on that side of things, and uh, you know, investing heavily as well. Um, and then the other last bit of news, not well, not really big news, but um, the there was an FCG meeting, so fan consultation group meeting, I think yesterday or the day before. Um, and, and to be honest, that is uh, more geared towards off the field issues, things like the crest, etc., safe standing. But um, a couple of bits that came out, uh, my old man said, I don't know if you saw some of his uh, tweets yesterday. Um, he got a lot of abuse for it, actually, unfortunately. Um, I, but... I responded to one of the tweets <laughs> yeah, um, as, it, as it happens. Yeah. Um... What was your What was your response? Remind me again, Yara. Um, basically he was, um, I can't remember in what context, but he was, oh, that's right. He was saying Perslow as a chief exec does not deserve the flack he's getting because of one managerial appointment brackets, which was worth the punt at the time. And I took issue which, with this worth the punt at the time thing, because I think many of us said, this doesn't seem like a punt worth taking. And yeah. we are being vindicated in that, in that point of view now. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a punt that Perslow decided was worth it at the time, but I don't think there was, um, a huge, I mean, the, yeah, we, we, we have to separate the, the sacking Smith and the appointing Gerard. They're two separate things. Um, sacking Smith, you could argue was worth the punt at the time, but only if the replacement was going to be an improvement and it's proven not to be. Um, and I'd be amazed if Gerard turns it round and we're eating these words sometimes later, sometime later. Mm. Completely. And I think that we said at the time, you know, they obviously wanted to get in a big name who could uh, attract some big name players. Um, and, you know, in fairness, that did happen. The problem is that none of his signings have worked out. Some of that is not his fault because um, of injury, but a lot of it would appear to be very much his fault because he's brought in players who either don't fit um, the club's profile or perhaps they've come, they haven't properly upgraded the position he was trying to upgrade. Nothing's really worked out. Um, and yeah, and I think that, you know, it's, it's that thing about lucky generals, isn't it? You know, mm. you, he's, he's been a particularly unlucky general, some would say, but I don't think that he's, uh, he's you know, he's helped himself in, in, in many areas of the job. So, you know, he's only got himself to blame, really. Mm. But yeah, I was, um, I was quite surprised at some of the stuff that was coming out, though, from that meeting that uh, it seemed like Persler was very uh, adamant that, you know, that they were behind Gerard and uh, they were very aware they were only sort of three points away from being ninth, etc. And uh, if we continue to be in amongst the within touching distance of the top 10, then it looks likely that he will keep his job, whether that's true or not, whether that's Perslow paying lip service to the fans and maybe there's other stuff going behind the scenes. I don't know. Um, I guess we'll see, but 
you know, we'll come on to the Chelsea game um, later on in the show. And um, I still think it's a, it's a big game. And obviously Fulham, I think, is on Thursday as well and Brentford as well. So three games in pretty quick succession. I think it's going to be a make or break week uh, for Gerard. Me, me, me and Sam will be at Fulham. Oh, well, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Actually, I'm taking yeah. my lap for his first ever away game. Oh, right. Are you? Are you? Oh, yeah. um, I, I, I've got I, I, my ticket arrived, and I didn't realise it was a restricted view ticket, but that might be a blessing. Um, so. <laughs> it will be. Yeah. Did you have to pay extra? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Fulham, good away day, isn't it? That's one of my favourites. I've been there a couple of times, and I've seen this win both times. Luckily, it's um, it's a great. Well, you've got quite the opposite experience of me and Sam then, because we were yeah. discussing the fact that I think between us, we've been to Craven Cottage about nine times and never seen us. Win. Not really. Um, <laughs> players' lounge. Don't forget, yeah, we're in the players' lounge. Players' round, and then sat on that weird uh, bit uh, to watch the game. <laughs> yeah, um, and watched a, a typical Bruce Ball game where I think we lost one nil, maybe two nil. Yeah, crap. Yeah, yeah, awful, absolutely awful. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> We're really positive today, aren't we? Let's pick it up, lads. Let's pick it up. I'm sure uh, I went 4 4 there once, or at least a 3 3 where Ridgewell scored, and that was a really good game. I, I went you, the, uh, the game where Gabby scored, um, sort of turned, I think it was, what was a tall Norwegian defender? for his name now. Hangerland. Is that the name? Hangerland. Hangerland. Yeah, yeah. Hangerland. Turned yeah, yeah, yeah. in, uh, left foot, left foot. Uh, curled in. I think he scored a he might have scored a header as well. Um, so he might he might have got a two in that game. I can't quite remember now. But yeah, it was two nil. Sam, did you did you say also that you were at the uh, Angel double penalty miss game? I was. I was. I'll never forget it. Was that Craven Cottage or was that Loftus Road? Uh, it was Craven Cottage. That one. I did. I have actually seen us beat uh, Fulham at Loftus Road, uh, and that was one of the first games I ever met anybody from the old uh, VBB website message board. Yeah. Um, back, that was proper back in the day. Um, but then, yeah, at, for, at Craven Cottage, I've never seen us get uh, a win. So maybe my son can be the lucky mascot that can uh, turn that Fingers around. Crossed. Fingers crossed. Oh, is he, the, is yeah. he the one walking behind you all the time? <laughs> well, I, do, I do think that if you're going to go to an away game, the one where there's absolutely zero chance of aggro, he says, has to be Fulham. It's a genteel experience, isn't it? You know, it's a, it's a cultured kind of experience. It, it, it'd well, be fine. We'll, we'll come on in two weeks' time with black eyes, me and Sam, yeah, after exactly. uh, after yeah. Sam's son has, has led us into an ambush. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I guess, I guess we'll I guess we'll see. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be a big week for Gerard. And yeah, those comments were interesting. And uh, you know, I think you know we we talked about it at the time at the pod. I think I think most of us were okay with Dean Smith going at the time we understood it to some extent um and uh you know I think you know I, I, yeah Christopher Gonzalez there spot on you know both things can be true you know Dino's time was up and I think a lot of fans fell away but I think we were all concerned that if we we're going to get rid of Dean Smith then we needed to do better than Stephen Gerrard and, and was it worth actually getting rid of Dean Smith to just get Stephen Gerrard in you know are we gonna were we gonna get was there going to be any sort of? Uh, it was going to be a nil-sum game, basically. You know, was it? Were we actually going to get anything out of that? Um, and I suppose that that was the concern. And and it's well proven to be so far. Whether it continues to be, I guess, I guess we'll see. But yeah. on that bright yeah. note, sorry, go on, Yara, go on. No, I was just going to say I think that's a fair comment from Christopher. There, um, yeah. I think I think you know as much as I absolutely love Dino um, and would see sooner see him in post right now than than Gerard. Um, I agree entirely that it wasn't it wasn't just that. 
losing one that got you know sacked it was a year of uh, uh, slightly underwhelming performances uh, as I'm sure uh, Sam pointed out at the time yeah yeah he did yeah so let's uh let's move on then um um you know we've we've talked on that bright note we've talked about the new stories of the week but i suppose it's time to talk about the the dreaded game on uh monday and uh <laughs> it's time for hero and villain of the week right right um, so, hero week. of the week. Um, hero of the week. Go for there's it. A, there's a certain paucity of uh, candidates. I think we can agree. Um, you know, when, when the team flashed up, I felt you know Coutinho and Buendia. They're not very good. Um, they've been awful defensively all year. Surely, just surely, there'll be some attacking verve and hopefully a few goals to cheer. But it didn't really pan out like that, did it? And and actually, what we did end up seeing um, was uh, 30, how old is he? 37 or 38. I mean, they must have said it a million times in the match. My sense is 38. 38-year-old um, Ashley Young, um, forever young, as you, as you might call him. Um, you know, it's up to him to, uh, to, to pull a goal out of the bag. And, you know, for all that, it was a lovely strike. And uh, since he's come back into the team, uh, in the Man City match, I think that he's been a credit to himself, his standards of professionalism. Uh, you know, he still looks fit. Um, he certainly still has plenty. You know, he's got he can play in the Premier League. He's got plenty to offer. Um, and you know, he must be a real fantastic role model for the young kids. Um, you know, he seems to be playing for the love of the game, and, and you love to see that. So, only one hero of the week. I, I don't anticipate that you'll uh, you'll disagree with my selection there. I'd love to hear if you thought there were any other heroism <laughs> for the last week sure I'll, 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 I'll give my views in a second but <laughs> <laughs> yeah other than the guy that scored our goal um then no I, I really i really can't i can't even think of like a comedy kind of uh alternative um i'm, I'm really racking my brains um there was i mean to be honest there was so little to pay attention to in that forest game um that uh yeah i mean ashley young's goal kind of uh well the two goals kind of woke me from a stupor um and then the second half um was just more more stupor really so um yeah i think i'd have to back up back up what sam says and he's uh he's 37 according to wikipedia sam well i'll say this though uh you know he's um he can still strike a ball pretty well it was a lovely goal and um you know for me I think I've just, I said earlier, didn't I, that all of uh, Gerard's signings haven't really gone as he might have hoped. Uh, the best signing, re-signing Ashley Young of all the signings, as uh, you know, which was probably a bit of an afterthought, is the one that's turned out best for him. And I, and I think that's as much of a damning indictment on the other signings as it is uh, praise for the signing of Ash. But you know, he's done a good, he's done a cracking job for us over the last couple of seasons. Um, it, he's done exactly what he was signed to do. Um, didn't he, um, didn't, he, uh, so, didn't the signing predate predate Gerard? Wasn't he a, a, a Dean yeah. Smith signing? Yeah. yeah. So Smith yeah. brought him in. Yeah. So the yeah. re-signing yeah. is the only one yeah. that's gone that's gone well for him. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, it was quite funny. I um, so I was in the away end with um, Chadzie and Jugsy on the show last week, and I made Deckers as well. We we go to games together. Um, well, I say we go to games together. Th- th- uh, four of us share three season tickets. Um, 
Um, but this is the first game we've gone all four of us together for for a long time. And uh, I just looked to Decker's to the left of me and just said, this was about literally 10 seconds before Ashley Young scored. goes, how is Ashley Young, a 37-year-old, our best player? Like, it makes no sense. And uh, right and then, yeah, and, and it's true. And, it, and then 10 seconds later, he just, you know, blasts one in from, from I, nowhere. And yeah, we, we had a few um, free kicks on the edge of the box against Forrest. I, I'd be giving those to Ashley Young because he used, to, he used to hit a decent free kick back in uh, back in his first spell with us. Um, I'm sure he did for us last year. I'm sure one of the other was a cup game or something. I quite yeah, quite but but instead, well. Coutinho just meekly hits it into the wall, or Brendia does likewise. Um, yeah, give give Ash a go on it. Yeah, why not? Yeah, and uh, you know, just again, you know what Sam says, sound indictment in, t- in terms of the overall play. But I, I just thought, in terms of, I mean, there's no one else really in terms of hero of the week. I thought Dougie Louise. Had a had a fairly good game again, um, but still had moments of madness. I think I, I didn't see it at the time, but I looked at it afterwards, and apparently, I think he might have even gone for a headbutt or something. So I was lucky to stay on the pitch. I think that was the uh, second half when uh, between Ramsey and Nekka Williams uh, on the on the left hand side. Um, uh, but again, you know, in terms of other positives, I can't really think of too many. I thought Ezio Conzo was pretty good. Martinez made a good save, and again was relatively untroubled, but but did well when he when he uh, was called upon. Archer looked lively, but again, you know, second half, the the header, you know, is he heading it back across goal? Should he have gone for goal? Wrong decision again. Buendia, I thought, was okay. Uh, Best of a bad bunch. Um, But really, I mean, you're looking elsewhere, you're not not really looking, you can't really, you know, even Cash getting up and down the right wing really well, you know, getting really good positions, but final ball again, poor. Just all over the pitch, really. And um, it, it's um i think when you've got one or two players playing badly then it's on the players definitely and and it no it definitely is on the players to some extent I, I'll, I'll definitely grant you that but when every player pretty much is playing badly or performing badly and looking a shadow of their former selves then there's a, there's a bigger issue there i think i think that's that's the key i've seen people say you know i was walking out there and this might be villain of the week but we were walking out and we were obviously aggrieved uh, with the, the result and uh Talking about Gerard and these two guys just randomly walking right behind us started getting involved in our conversation and said, who else are you going to get that's better than Gerard? You know, who are we going to get that's better than Gerard? And I just, I'm sorry, but... That's a, that's a, that's a woeful comment. I mean, there's, 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 there's but, yeah, so many... There's, there's still some fans out there who think it's all on the players, which you know, actually, it's definitely on the players to some extent, but you know, there's, there's a big, bigger systemic issue there, which we've talked about and touched on so many times already. Um, I mean, at the very least, we could just get a new guy in and get the new manager boost, right? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then, exactly. and then, we could just we could just keep rotating through and new manager boost it till we, the end of. FYI, just just a not FYI, sorry, um, just on that a query for me: if you were to get Dean Smith back in, technically he's a new manager. Would you get the new manager bounce, or would you? Uh, <laughs> yes, sure. did not, does that work? That's how it works. Yes. Yeah. Is that like the Matrix? Yeah. Am I messing with the system? What's what happens there? <laughs> no, no. Manager, managerial second spells get the new new manager boost. I'm pretty, right. I'm pretty certain of that. I, well, yeah. I expect AJ will sort. will have a deep dive into that for uh, for next time because yeah. there must be a reasonable data set to draw on to see if that's a thing. Yeah, because yeah, because sure yeah, because we've had a few managers come back for second spells in the Premier League, haven't we? Over the years, I can't think yeah, of any yeah. off the top of my head. Mourinho, Howard Kendall, Graham Taylor. Mourinho, Chelsea too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, other notable uh, 
things that happened in the game. Well, I'll come on the biggest, the biggest thing, which I was really pissed off about. Um, well, firstly, was we talked about the Archer chance. Uh, Watkins' header was probably the only other chance where we actually worked the goalkeeper, and it was a decent save. Dougie Louise doing well on the, on the right-hand side, uh, crossing with his left foot. Um, Ramsey had a great turn uh, and chance to shoot and decided to dilly-dally and pass the ball. And 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 throughout that, I, I don't know if you guys watched it back, but throughout that, Watkins was offside every single moment of that play. So, <laughs> again, no, I don't know why he's not shooting. Uh, no. You know, Ramsey's very good, very good normally, isn't he, with his header? Yeah. Last yeah. season, he's shooting in that position, I think. Um, there just seems to be, I mean, just a lack of confidence all over the place. I mean, I think in our WhatsApp chat, AJ picked out the uh, the, the worst of the bunch, which was John John McGinn going for the diving header for a ball that's about three inches off the ground. Um, yeah, that, that, that was that was a, that was a absolutely... that was a big one I was referring to. Yeah. I, oh uh... right, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, no, yeah. I completely agree. It's, um, so I was I was right behind the goal, and um, the obviously. Um, the ball comes across. I think what is it Watkins, isn't it? Bendia plays him through. Watkins, good ball back, actually. He does well to chip it back in into a dangerous area. And the ball's bouncing. You see McGinn running onto it. And all the fans in front of me just, just stood up. And I couldn't, I had no idea what was going on. Stood up and started celebrating because basically from where we were sitting, it looked like three quarters of the goal was just empty. And all I saw was McGinn, even before the ball was there, he was already sort of like, like down here, <laughs> he was like, he was before even walking to cross the ball. He was like, you know, how he plays, how he always like sort of runs like that. It was almost like crawling. Well, it's it's it, it takes John again 20 minutes to get that low down, so yeah, you know, he was yeah. he was he was getting it. I there thought early. he scored, I thought he scored. I thought I was like, because uh, everyone jumped in front of me, so I was like, oh, he's and then I looked and the ball's on the right hand side. I was like, what the hell happened? I had to like. I had to go speak to yeah. someone four four places down and be like, "Can you just explain to me what happened? Can you just play it back, please?" Because I had no idea how he hadn't how he didn't score that that chance. And then watching it back, you know, you're like, "How have you not hit it with your left foot? Why are you going for a diving header? It makes no sense at all." And again, you know, bad decision making by a player, um, a player lacking confidence. You know, um, just really, really terrible, wasn't it? Have we just stolen all of Sam's oh, villain of the week? Uh, oh, no, you haven't. No, you haven't. No, right. okay. Oh, no. Oh, excellent. Good. Oh, good. good. There's something else to slag off. Good. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I keep forgetting this is hero of the week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Um, no, well, villain of the week, I'm going to go for something a bit out of left field, or should I say right field. Um, my villain of the week this week is Liz Truss. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, yes. and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Are you going to blame Liz Trust for Villa's form? Because no, I'm no, going to tell you because you know, in, she is making Gerard seem measured, right? <laughs> She's making him seem erudite in his interviews. She's making him seem strategic, right? And I'm not having this. Gerard deserves to be widely held up as the worst leader. And manager <laughs> and strategist in the UK right now, but sadly she's making him look good, and I'm not having it. Well, there I'm you go. Rome. So if, for if, me, if we... she is the villain of the week because wow. Gerard should be the worst, and he isn't. I didn't expect there, that. There you thought. go, Rome. We're definitely a woke lefty podcast now, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, I don't, he's, well, he's, I don't di- think... he's directly gone after the Tory PM. Yeah, I, well, I don't think um, going after trust makes you lefty anymore. I think just, no, you... <laughs> no. I think it. I think it unites us, doesn't it? Now is it? Is yeah. she the uniting factor that we all needed? 
That's it. Yeah, yeah, maybe she is. Yeah, it's like the Antichrist. Um, <laughs> well, maybe excellent, excellent works. I enjoyed. That. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I did see a random clip with someone from Birmingham called Paula on a talk show. I think it might be the Right Show or something. I can't remember what it was. And she was defending Liz Truss. So there is one person out there that is defending her. Oh, I heard yeah. her. I think. Yeah, from very good. Very yeah, who, I think that was right. Actually, yeah, gu- gu- right. guys, who, who are you going to get that's better than Liz Truss? <laughs> Steve Bruce, get him in. <laughs> Steady the ship. That's it. Well, uh, we've had a look at war bond yields. <laughs> Give it Allardyce to the end of the season. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why not? All right, oh, that was uh, that was surprising. I didn't expect that. That was well done. That's probably one of the best villains of the week that we've had. Um, <laughs> so, Carl, Carl, you got to up your game when you come back, mate. Um, but yeah, so other other things from that game. Um, so, I think the big thing was the away end. We talked. I talked about earlier. There was a loud chant about we want Jared out. Like it wasn't everyone, but it was a significant minority. Maybe even sort of fifty percent of the crowd, which is enough. And that was when all the players were coming up to the, the fans and obviously Jared again did his usual not coming up um to the away fans but I suppose with that he's damned if he does damned if he doesn't so I don't don't begrudge him that but uh it was yeah I've not heard away fans like that before um but well I, I probably have in terms of on TV but never actually being there and seeing it live firsthand so that was pretty telling when the away fans turn that's normally a pretty mm. bad sign um, yeah because it um, doesn't take much to turn the home fans against you, but the away fans, they, they're usually a bit more patient. Eh? I no, think we need yeah. a Twitter poll. Who's going to last long, Stevie, longer, Stevie G or Listrus? Yeah, yeah, I think I think we do. Um, I, other I think other things is... Sorry, go on, Jari, what are you going to say? Well, I was just, I was just, yeah, I was just trying to figure that one out in my head. Um, um, I, feel, I, feel, I feel like Gerard's more like to go first. Um mainly because I feel like Gerard has less control over his own destiny in that, um, you know, if the board decide he's gone, whereas Trust can probably dig her heels in for a little bit longer. Um, yeah. But we'll see. Well, and, you know, she's doing a little bit like, essentially, she's just looking for a little bit of magic from her chancellor. He's not providing it. And that's yeah. what Gerard's saying about, you know, we've got, we need special players, do special things in the, in the final third. And I think that, you know, trust might sort of blame Kwarteng and get rid of him and then yeah. might stay out longer. I mean, what, um, what do you make, what do you make of that she, moment of magic thing? I, I hate it. I, I really hate it because it takes all of the responsibility away from Gerard other than, you know, instructing the owners to sign the checks. And after that, it, it's on the players. Is this a quote from the Forest game? Did he say yeah, he needs to so, deliver a bit of magic? Comments for ages, doesn't he? Yeah. So mm. he said um, after the game, he said, um, "You know, we were we were good up. To, I thought our performance was good up until the point." Um, but you know, yeah, I, got, I saw him know, say he's going to ask for more from his forward players. Yeah, forward players. But like... He named Czech Coutinho, Bendir, said Bailey's going to come back, Ings, Watkins, and he said. And then in the Villa um, interview for the ch- official channel, he said, "You know, we need moments of magic from that from that." front three or those front players and uh, basically I've challenged away, the giving, forwards away to give more isn't it yeah, yeah, yeah. I've challenged the for- well if it's that simple Stevie just challenge them to win us the league mate yeah. just challenge them you know dare them it's I, unbelievable I, I... I, I challenge him to put Coutinho on the bench, maybe uh, <laughs> after, after after his after his one goal contribution in twenty something games. Maybe yeah. maybe it's time Coutinho doesn't start a game. Um, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. If, I don't know if you saw um, 
before the game, he said um, about Buendia needed to find more consistency, um, which was, again, mm. laughing. Yeah, that's comments. interesting. Difficult to get consistency when you're on the bench every single week, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, again, yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, yeah, just really, really poor. And in terms of some of the stats from the game, so XG around 0.69, I think it was. Um, and we had, I think, maybe 12 or 15 shots, something like that. Um mm. To get an XG of 0.69 from from that that many shots, so 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 poor, really is. It's almost under league level. Um, and then the other one crosses. The amount of crosses we put in that game uh, was staggering. And you know, Matty Cash was guilty, I think, of, of a lot of them. But I think the accuracy in terms of accuracy across is around 15%, which is really low in terms of finding a finding a Villa player. Again, and and it wasn't like we were crossing from a bit like the you know, Bournemouth game. We were crossing from deep, and and no one was in the box. You know, we were crossing in good positions. Uh, we were getting in fairly de- decent positions and crossing, and, and not finding a player. So again, really, really poor quality. So from that perspective, I suppose you can, uh, I suppose you can lay the blame on the players a little bit if we are getting there. But we'll come on to Chelsea again later. But there, there's something I want to talk about around that. And uh, I was watching a Tifo football podcast there around how Chelsea and under Potter how they've changed, etc. And you can see the clear difference in managers and tactics and coaches between Potter and Gerard in terms of yes, you have to rely on quality in your players, but actually getting him in those getting those players in those key positions where they can actually hurt teams is the man, manager's job in terms of how they set up teams. And we'll come on to that in a second. But yeah, I just thought that, you know really poor overall and then Bruce tactics as well at the end. You know, bringing Archer on, Ings, Watkins, all up front, uh, playing really narrow in between uh, the defenders and then relying on Ashley Young and Matty Cash. And so many times the fullback was just isolated. You know, there was no overlapping. There was no interplay. There was no triangles on from, from the wide position. There's so many times Ashley Young would get it out wide and they'd be surrounded by two Forest players, have to go back to Mings and would have to start all over again. And we're really trying either the needle kind of passes, which, you know, are never going to happen because you're not in a position to make those passes. And just really poor setup, no thinking, no tactics, no brains behind it, really. It's, it is very much like Steve Bruce. It's a bit like the playoff final where we just lumped everyone on. You know, I was half expecting Samba to come on, to be honest. It was it was that yeah. bad. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and, yeah. and you know, um, yeah, in, in a partial defence, I guess, of Coutinho and Buendia and, and all the attacking players that, that Gerard has called out, um, it doesn't seem like we're playing a system that, that, that is designed to get the best out of them. I mean, I'm not sure what the system is designed to do, but it, but it, doesn't, it do, certainly doesn't seem to put an emphasis on our creative number 10s threading passes through to runners behind the back line. Um, it, it, you, know, a lot, you know, you're still seeing a lot of, kind of just lofting it forwards slightly aimlessly. Um, yeah. Ming's trying, you know, a kind of diagonal ball 30 yards uh, to the wings. But yeah, that, does, that just doesn't seem to be any coherence. And it's not, you know, it's not the first time we've said it. It probably won't be the last time we've said it. Mm, yeah. Um, so some some stats take away before we move on to the uh, Chelsea game. So Villa ranked 19th now in the league for XG. I think the uh, X, total XG of 7.3 and 18th for shot creating actions per 90 as well. Um, so <laughs> that sounds good. On a positive note, actually, Young has now scored. This is from AVFC Stato. I saw Ashley Young has scored 30 Premier League goals for Aston Villa with his right foot. Only Dwight York, Gabby Ogbonlahor, and another player has scored more. Can you name that player? Goals with his right foot. Hmm. Ben Tekken. No. Dion Dublin. No. One more guess. Saunders. 
No, Juan Pablo Angel. Oh, yeah, oh, magician. Yeah. yeah, as long as it's um, not on the spot, he's all wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, his goal also tied in with Stan Petrov and Lee Hendry for most away goals for Aston Villa in the Premier League from outside the box with six. Just on the Angel front, uh, just just as, as a little sidebar, um, there were there, there was another legendary Angel disaster game other than his uh, two missed penalties, which was Spurs at home. Yeah, yeah, missed penalty and an own goal within about there. five minutes of each other. I was that there. Was, I was there. That, for was, that. that was that was just outrageous. <laughs> but I remember it's the Gareth Barry goal. What a beauty that was! Yeah, right yeah. that was on that was on his right foot. Funny enough, that yeah, Gareth yeah. Barry goal. Um, yeah, it was a beauty. Right, um, it's time for um, our next segment of the show, which is looking ahead to the, the Forest game, um, and it's time for vital. Statistics. Vital statistics, right, boys. Um, I'm doing it. I'm doing it this week. Um, so yeah, you bear with me while I uh, while I load up. Let's <laughs> back up again. I've had an awful time with this YouTube thing. There we are. Um, so uh, in AJ's absence, I'm going to do the, the stats this week. It's not going to be anywhere near as detailed or as informative or as interesting as AJ's, I'm afraid. So if this is your first first time, if it's the first time watching, uh, just bear with me. It gets better. Uh, when AJ comes back, you'll enjoy a lot more. So we've, we've done these head-to-head so many times now. I feel like you should probably know these from memory. But uh, do you want to have a guess? So we played... Do you want to have a guess who's won more games against Chelsea, Villa or Chelsea, in all competitions, head-to-head? Of all time? Since... Of all time. All time. Villa. Villa push, yeah. Oh, no, quite close, actually. Um, so, Villa have won 58 games. Chelsea have won 67. Oh, okay. Maybe and, uh, yeah, and draws 35. In the uh, Premier League, um, can you have a guess? Chelsea. Um, yeah, I don't know why I even said it. So you played 54, <laughs> 50, 54 times. We've won 13 times, drawn 13 times and lost 28 times against Chelsea. Not many teams where we've got a better head-to-head, is there really? Let's be honest. Um, no, and Chelsea are always unlikely to be one of them. Although, as I as I, um, I said to you, did I say it off-air or on-air? I think it was off-air I said it, but that we, we have beaten Chelsea a, a surprising amount of times. Um, so it's, there was a period in, in, in our home fixtures where we were a bit of a bogey team for, for Chelsea. Yeah. Um, yeah, and um, I suppose another positive stat is Graham Potter has only won one of his last seven games against Villa. In all competitions, losing his last two in the Premier League. So there oh, we go. Shitting himself, no question. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, that was for Brighton. So playing, play, managing a better team. <laughs> it's Chaz, you know, like Chazzy hates his headheads. I suppose that is a similar kind of stat where you're like, well, yeah, he's with Brighton, now he's with Chelsea. So it's a bit irrelevant. <laughs> but um, yeah, other stats I thought before we even go into the Chelsea game, um, one stat that was glaring was coming out of the Forest game was that seven of our previous nine games, of our nine games so far this season, we've had an XG of less than one uh, in yeah. those games. Uh, we'd, we'd, I mean, the main, the main, I, I can almost, well, yeah, I can almost forgive Villa being a bit bad if they are slightly entertaining to watch, but it's the, it's the absolute lack of entertainment that 
really does my nutting. Like the, the the lack of chances created. Like we had plenty of the ball against Forest, didn't we? But it was just all this sideways passing and zero <coughs> yeah. penetration. Yeah, 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 definitely. And um, well, I was watching this this TFO football podcast, and they were. It was really interesting, actually. On there, I think it's a guy. I think it's John McKenzie. I think his name is. Um, really, really good. He he breaks down the tactic. He has his little tactics board uh, that he uses, and he does you know every, pretty much every team. Um, and he was breaking down Graham Potter versus Tommy Tuchel in terms of style of play and how it works. And as we know, sort of Chelsea trying to adopt the three four three is the formation, and Potter's basically used that same foundation to to build on. Um, and the, but I think the big difference is that surprising really is is what they do in the final third. So in terms of build up play, it's very similar. In fact, probably under Potter, they're a bit more methodical. They take a bit longer to get into the final third in terms of passes. But when they do get in the final third, um, you know that's when you see them come come into play, and that's when you see Potter's, I suppose, ethos and his and his tactics and his work uh, come into play. Um, um, and you know, I think the big thing is the interplay, the dynamism in in the front three. So typically, you have the, the three center, the three centre backs, uh, and then the four in midfield with, you know, for example, Kovacic and Jorginho might play so as the as the central two, and then with Reece James and Chilwell as the, as the wing backs providing the width. <coughs> and then you've got Mount Sterling and Aubameyang as as the front three playing quite narrow. But I think the key is the interchanging of positions. So. Mount will come in narrow, allow the the wing back to to go out wider and bring defenders back in. But one of the midfielders might join, a Bamayang might drop. Um, Reese James might come inside, which will might allow Raheem Sterling to go right on the right hand side. And, and at points, Raheem Sterling has actually played on the left, as almost like a left left full back at times in the Potter as well, um, which again shows you, you know, Sterling. You you sort of just um, you associate him with sort of goal hanging almost, don't you? You associate with him sort of tap-ins and, and playing on the last line, but. He's been coming, you know, sort of coming up in all sorts of types of positions, and and that has worked out really well. And in terms of the xG per ninety, you know, it's now one point seven versus one point two under Tuchel. Um, and most games we do xG and xG against. Mm. Uh, so looking at, you know, how they're playing each game under Tuchel, they're pro- pretty much in terms of the xG. Looking at xG, and I know xG is not an exact science or anything like that. But it's a good indication they were probably drawing most games. The difference, you know, the difference between xG for and xG against. Whereas now they're sort of 1.1 up every game. So they're winning most games. So they're creating a lot of chances. So they're taking longer to get into those final third positions, but they're creating a lot more in those final third positions because of the tactics working. And it goes back to my earlier point around Gerard. you know, it's all well good saying, well, you know, we're doing well, well until we get into that final third position. We're not doing well enough. There's not enough quality. Um, you've seen with the Potter and Tuchel there, it's not like they've got different players. Uh, you know, it's not like they're suddenly now just performing. Yeah, there's a bit of a new manager bounce. I, 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 I appreciate that. But Potter's obviously working and his coaching team are working on these players in the final third and say, you know, if you if Jorginho picks up the ball in this position, you know, this is the, this is the, what I want you to do. These are the positions I want you to be. You know, every game, you know, Mount's sort of pulling players in. Mount's been fantastic under Potter, you know, picking up various different positions. Um, and they're obviously working on that because they're doing it every game. You know, it's not like it's... Uh, you know, with Villa, it seems a bit chaotic and a bit ad lib, doesn't it? Um, and, and with Chelsea, obviously, you can see the difference. And I suppose that is my point. You know, the the difference in management and tactics, what we we are missing. It's all well good having a good man manager and expecting you buying good players and buying a big name and expecting to perform. You've got to actually give them the tools to perform as well. Yeah. That's, you, I couldn't. You're spot on in everything you just said, Omar. And I think that um, the, the only uh, the only thing you would you would perhaps give a bit of credit to the board for 
is that they felt that Rangers were playing good attacking stuff in Scotland and they thought that uh, Steve and Gerrard and Michael Beale would be able to bring that brand of football to the Premier League. It hasn't worked out. Perhaps it was naive from the board's point of view and perhaps, you know, they ought to have gone with somebody who, you know, as you've said before in previous podcasts, wasn't learning on the job. And there was, there's obviously been a big element of that. Um, but you're absolutely right. Um, you know, Potter's got a, you know, he's got a way of playing that can obviously translate between the two different clubs. Um, he's got more attacking players at his disposal now and he's probably uh, adapting so that he can make greater use of those resources. And I just don't think that Steven Gerrard's got the uh, strategic mind and the nous and the ability to, you know, to, to be adaptive um, as, as Potter has shown that he can be. And that's a real shame. Um, and, you know, maybe Gerrard will learn some lessons from this and, and go away and, and maybe come back lower down or whatever. But I, I don't see it. Yeah. Yari, Yari, your thoughts on, on the Chelsea game? Looking ahead. Um, my main thought is, if it's an absolute pasting, will he get the sack? Like, like what, what, what sort of level of defeat would 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 put would push the board into a decision? If we lost four nil, five nil, would that would that make them go, okay, this is too this is too toxic at this stage? Um, I'm not really entertaining the idea of a victory or or even a draw. Really, I can't I can't see it. Um, I think I think Chelsea are just going to have too much for us. Um, I would, you know, even if we had. Even if we were in good form, um, I'd still sort of uh, be be expecting Chelsea to get the better of us. Um, but yeah, as it stands, my main thought is how many and um, how many would it take um, for the board to to take action? Um, I mean, I think it's unlikely that it will be Gerard's last game, but there is a kind of level of defeat that is so severe that it can it can push a manager. Um, yeah. out the door um, and you never know that could that could end up happening um, mm. but um, but yeah I yeah I, my, my hunch is that yeah, Chelsea will get over the line relatively comfortably yeah I've seen some uh, Sam's uh, had to shoot off I'm afraid so uh, me and you me and you are all the way bringing it home um, oh it's I'm, like I'm, it's like the half just, episode all over again yeah I've made the substitution mate I've taken uh, I've taken who are you <laughs> Brendio Coutinho I can't remember it wasn't. It wasn't. Working. I think. I think I'm Buendia because uh, Sam normally gets the start, and then I'm. I'm sort of brought in as the as the bit part playmaker. Yeah. Yeah. And again. Um, <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I think um, I've seen some people talk about the Chelsea game and say maybe it's you know it wouldn't be Villa to uh, typical Villa to win this game. Um, and part of me thinks, yeah, well, maybe um, you know, think of the Man City game. Maybe it might suit us to play on the on the counter attack, but. Typical Villa really is to get battered 5-0, 4-0, isn't it? Let's be honest. I mean, I, I, I guess our, our record with Gerard against the, the top clubs, um, I mean, I think we've still lost the, most of them, but we, have, we haven't actually got hammered. Uh, we, 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 tend to, we tend to acquit ourselves reasonably, reasonably mm. well. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, obviously the, the City draw, even the City defeat on the last day of last season, we were 2-0 up in that. Um, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, usually, usually under Gerard, we, we sort of, we're in the fight ish. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we still, we're still not exactly, you know, battering them and creating loads of chances, but, um, equally we don't, we don't seem to suffer those absolutely horrendous, you know, a couple of times I do remember under Dino, you know, there was, I, and admittedly he had a much worse squad in this game that I'm thinking of, but there was a, 
was it a six nil against City at home where um I think yeah. this is when we had to play El Ghazi as a striker. Yeah, Danny um, Drinkwater. Dan, the, the Danny Drinkwater. The Danny Drinkwater years, yes. Yeah. Years, um, years. Um, <laughs> it felt um, like years. Yeah. Uh, it felt like years. That one game felt like years. Um, yeah, yeah, no, but I'm just thinking. I don't think we've had a performance quite that meek under Gerard um, in terms of in terms of getting absolutely battered on the defensive side of things. We've had plenty of games where we've created absolutely nothing, um, but um, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, that's a that's a fair point. I think defensively, <clears throat> even now we've been pretty pretty sound. Obviously, uh, well, yeah, and game. like. The- and he and this felt like it was coming because towards the start of the season where we had a couple of bad results he said something about having to go back to basics and and since that point we've been noticeably you know more solid but also 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 uh, noticeably incapable of creating just about anything um yeah. you know he's 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 turned us into a McLeish Bruce-esque outfit essentially yeah yeah no definitely he has um and I think it's always a um, it's a concern when you know you apparently you've got an idea you know in terms of philosophy of playing and you've been here for nearly a year and you're having to go back to basics. Um, mm. There's not is not a good sign, I don't think. Um, and again, you know, we've talked about it time and time. I don't want to go over all grand, but you know, the philosophy shouldn't be shouldn't be. Um, implemented by the manager should be far higher than that and christopher gonzalez makes the point you know a sporting director should be the one influencing those decisions um you know he's talking about the us there but you know that that in in modern football in premier league football you know you have a footballing director a sporting director we have one in langer but it doesn't seem like you know we had the villa engine obviously years ago under steve round which obviously is obviously doing quite well oh, after yeah that, i forgot about the villa uh, engine yeah yeah but but the i, I mean we all, we all laugh, but the idea of it is right. You know, you have one way yeah. of playing, which is implemented throughout the various ages, and you have a philosophy of playing, and you, and you sort of build them out. That's your identity. And whether you change manager or not, you look at Leeds, for example, with Jesse Marsh. He's yes, he's a different type of manager to Bielsa, but the, in terms of the some of the ideals, it's very similar in terms of the way they press, the way they play, the tempo they play out, et cetera, et cetera. What they expect yeah. of the players, the running, et cetera. Whereas we, you know, we've gone from one end to the other. And, you know, we, we've seen it before. We've seen it 10, 11 years ago when we had um, a squad which was made up of Martin O'Neill players, Alex McLeish players, Gerard Julia players, yeah. you know, a complete mismatch yeah. of players. And Paul Lambert inherited that. You know, that's what's, you know, this is the way it's going. You're going to end up with a a team where we're going to, next manager we're going to get is probably going to really like playing with wingers, for example. And we've got no wingers apart from yeah. Leon Bailey. And they're going to yep. be, you know, next next window we're going to be having to sign two or three wingers just to implement the new style. And and this is the problem where you don't have that ideal, you don't have that strategy from up top coming down. And when you, yep. unfortunately, I hate to say, but when you've got someone like Christian Perlow having such an influential part in making footballing decision, when he has no um, knowledge of football really compared to other people in the Premier League, um, he is not a football man. He is a commercial. Yeah, uh, guy, he's done well on the commercial side. He's he's performed where he's done well in previous clubs, Liverpool, Chelsea. It's been on the commercial side where he's done poorly in previous clubs, Liverpool. It's been on the footballing side, and again, you know, he was heavily involved in some of the, I think, some of the worst decisions we've made uh, in on the footballing side. But he's also been involved in some of the best decisions we've made on the commercial side. And again, it points to me is like, you know, is Johan Langer the man? You know, again, that was a personal decision. I imagine in terms of bringing him in, is he mm-hmm. the right guy? 
Um, you know, we've talked about it before. You know, you got you bought a rookie in as a manager. You you probably bought a rookie in as a supporting director as well. You know, you're yep. spending lots of money, paying peak wages, peak salaries, and peak transfer fees for people like Coutinho, Ings, etc. But then you've got you know the the people in charge of managing that. You've got people who have no experience in managing those types of players. So, you know, again, it, things just don't don't marry up, do they? Yeah, and I think when you talk about some of these clubs, uh, I'm thinking clubs like Wolves or Southampton, who do seem to have this ability to 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 succeed managers, but not to completely disrupt at anything. I think the, the, you know another thing that these clubs are quite good at being, you know, uh, not Premier League mainstays, perhaps, is recognizing their limitations and going right. We're going to build a team based around the fact that we know if we have a player of this quality, they're going to end up being sold. Um, and therefore we have to build a team that we can sell players, um, but still but still keep that squad cohesion. Um, I think we maybe suffer from ideas slightly above our station where we think we can just spend loads of money and then have a have a have a squad capable of of, of challenging for Europe. Um, Premier League doesn't really work like that um, at the minute. I mean, for one thing, there's lots of teams spending lots of money. Um, we are we are one of a bunch. Um, and we uh, certainly in the last couple of windows haven't spelt, sp- uh, spent it very well and are now not coaching those players very well. Um, whereas I think this idea of a, of a philosophy that runs through the team, I think, has to, t- has to take into account your, your level of resource um, and what you're capable of doing, as well as this idea of your style of play. Um, and yeah, I think we are failing on, on a number of fronts there. And, you know, I, you know, I think we, we, are all generally pro our ownership, uh, mm. despite recent struggles, um, because they've done more good than bad. Uh, but there is a point where all of this stuff has to come back to to the owners ultimately, because um, they're the guys who are hiring the guys that we're currently criticising, who mm. then hire the Gerards that we're also currently criticising. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean the buck the buck eventually sits at the top. Um, I'm not obviously saying sack the board. Or anything like that, um, but I am saying uh, we are. We will need to see if, if the current trend continues in terms of our performances being insipid um, and our players getting worse. Uh, then we will need to see something at the top level that indicates they get that that's the case. They get that they need to address this, and they get that they need to be a bit savvier at running the club and strategizing and um, yeah, having all the right parts in place, not just a manager they like, and then let him sign who he wants or whatever. Yeah. A hundred percent spot. And I couldn't put it better myself, to be honest. And, uh, you know, I've said, we've said similar throughout really. Um, and it seems like we've said similar throughout Gerard's reign. It's not like we've, we've suddenly changed our minds, you know, no. you've been on those early shows um you've heard you listen to those early shows you know it's been a concern from from all of us in terms of the strategy and what we were doing it some of it just didn't make sense logical sense um and that that was the concern and it it sort of played out like that um <clears throat> so look the, 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 at, the, sorry, sorry, i was just just one final point the the the, the transfer window that the, the point that i always go back to is the transfer window where we sold Grealish and we signed ings uh ings bailey and Buendia. Um, and I still look at those three signings and I can't figure out how they were supposed to work in the same team. Mm. Um, and, and to me, that's always been like, that's, that, that was where the, the warning, uh, lights were starting to flash was like, where's the, what's the strategy here? What's the vision on the pitch? Um, and then we followed it up with signing Coutinho 
And it was like, well, hold on. Why did we spend 40 million on this guy just to bring in a guy with almost the exact same skill set, uh, but uh, but but out of form um, in uh, at Barcelona? Um, so yeah, I think that those, those transfers. I mean, and let's not forget the previous uh, summer. We were being praised for having one of the best transfer windows in 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 recent Premier League history, where we signed Emi Martinez um, and and. Uh, I forget. Matty, oh, Matty Ollie Cash. Watkins. Ollie, Matty yeah, Cash, yeah, Matty Cash. Oh, it wasn't Watkins, was it? Watkins was previous. No, what, but, no, uh, no, no. Watkins, Watkins was the same. It was window. Watkins? Yeah, 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 same yeah, window, Matty yeah. Cash, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was, and that was a good window. Um, but I guess that was us just, you know, uh, elevating ourselves to establish Premier League, and now we're doing that uh, elusive push for Europe thing. Mm. Um, and um, yeah, very much coming up short. So. Um, yeah, yeah, I think a smarter strategy is needed. Yeah, and uh, Christopher Gonzalez again, um, making a good point. Um, you know, West Seasons was pretty was was pretty ruthless. He, that, that's right. Um, obviously, he's done a fantastic job with the Milwaukee Bucks there. Um, they won the NBA, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they did. Yanis, who was I don't, I don't, I don't know a lot about amazing. basketball, but I knew that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, he was ruthless there. So. I'm sure there is there's conversations taking place and the owners are well aware. End of day, as you say, is they're good at protecting their assets. They understand the value that it has and the value. You know, they bought they bought it at a depressed value. It's an established Premier League club now. And it's got an opportunity to become even better. It's already in terms of revenue, I think number twenty in the top twenty list in terms of revenue. So it's already we've already gone back to where we were before in terms of revenue. Um so it can only get it can only get better, but it needs to be better on the, on the pitch for it to become better. And in, in that in that perspective, in that perspective, just on the US sport front, do you remember when we were all Cleveland Browns fans because oh, Randy Lerner not, bought the club? Let's not bring back. <laughs> remember but, General but then, General Krulak? <laughs> yeah, but then they they actually got good, uh, like when in the last left. few years. Um, and uh, and yeah, I was I I, I don't follow the NFL. Um, Christopher Gonzalez may well do, um, but uh, but yeah, I was back to my cousin who's an NFL fan. He was telling me about how Browns could be in for the Super Bowl. They didn't get it right. in the end, but um, yeah, but, but yeah, I was I was pleased for their fans because I remember some very amusing fan content from Cleveland Browns fans where they like one guy shouting at the stadium, calling it a factory of sadness. Um, so <laughs> I was pleased to see that they they turned it around and they they even beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are their hated rivals. So. Uh, nice. Big up the Browns. That's what I was saying. Big up the Browns. Big up the Browns. Uh, a lot of Villa fans who became Browns fans, they probably don't even watch them anymore, just because. <laughs> no, I think I think that was a short-lived, uh, short-lived, yeah, short-lived internet partnership. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so before we uh, push on, then just give you quickly give you your prediction for the game on on Sunday. Um, I'm gonna go for a. 2-1 Chelsea. I think we I think it'll be 2-0 Chelsea for most of the game and then we'll sc- scrape a sort of late 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 goal and, and and do a very very uh mini attempted comeback but ultimately fall short. Yeah, I think um I'm going to go for 1-0 Chelsea. I think we'll keep it tight. Uh we'll maybe create a couple of chances on the break but ultimately um we'll get undone. Uh, whether it'll be enough for Gerard to go I'm not too sure at this stage. Yeah, uh, I've made my feelings clear on that, so I don't need to go over all ground. But yeah, that's what I think. Um, I'll be interesting how what what sort of formation we play, etc. I wouldn't be surprised to see us play two up front with Ings and Watkins this time round, given what how bad we were going forward. But uh, I guess we'll see. Um, but the last bit of the show now, it's uh, time for 
uh, our next section, which uh, it's going to be weird with just two of us, um, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but you shouting names at me. Me, me, yeah, me versus me. Uh, but this is part of the show where we look at uh, a previous game between the two sides and Yaro or Sam asks us questions. And normally it's me, AJ, Carl, or combination answering the questions. It's going to be just me this time around. We're down so to the bare bones. We are down to the bare bones. So it's time for the Villa Vault. Right. It's time for the Villa Vault then. Yaro, all on you, uh, brother. Well, you know what? I, I, I am I am going to go for this game where we lost 1-0, um, oh, but, okay. but only because it was my first ever Villa game. So okay. it's the 14th of October, 1995. Um, I think I think you I think the Villa team you're going to get pretty pretty quickly. Um, yeah. But uh, there's a couple of things that 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 might make you stumble. Uh, one is our substitutes, um, but also some of the Chelsea players are, are are really obscure. So I don't know if you want to throw some Chelsea players at me for. Or, or do you know? Yeah. Well, I already told you it was one nil. So yeah. any any ideas on the score? Um, Dennis Wise. It was Dennis Wise. Well, 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 was it? Well, yeah, <laughs> That's the only yeah. name, name I can think of. <laughs> Dennis, Dennis Wise in the 72nd I, all, minute. All I, all I remember 95 uh, Chelsea team was well. they were all really small. Uh, it was a really small team. They had Eddie we, Newton, I think, was one of the Eddie, players. Eddie Newton was in there, yeah. yeah. Well, Scott, there, Scott, there's, Minter. The, uh, Scott Minter's not in this lineup. There's one no. exception to the small wall. Uh, oh, yeah. There was one tall guy who really stood out in the Chelsea team. Was Tor under flow then? He was he ninety-five. No, 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 he no. Wasn't no. Uh, Central midfield oh, signed from abroad. Big name of oh, Viali or who? Oh, Rude Hullet. Sorry, Rude Hullet. Yeah. Rude Hullet. This is the only thing I really remember about this game. This would be seven-year-old me. Um, all I remember was Rude Hullet in the middle of the pitch because he's such a distinctive player, and I think I'd seen him on TV. Um, so yeah, yeah, Hullet was in there. <coughs> right. Excuse me. Um, other Chelsea players would have been well. Uh, Ed De Hoy would have been in goal, I imagine. Uh, no, it was, oh. it was. Oh no, it, it was. was a, uh, oh yeah, it was uh, the Yugoslav Bosnian Yugoslavian player. Ru- Russian, a Russian goalkeeper. How was it? Oh, Dimitri Karin. Dimitri Karin was in yes. goal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Centre backs would have been. Okay, so I, I don't. I, it looks like according to this, they're playing a back three. Uh, so, but I, I only recognise one of the names of the defenders. So, um, yeah, there's a good chance you won't get uh, any of these defenders. All right, uh, <laughs> Lebuff, there, or Desai? No, no, no. two, two, in, two Englands and a Norway. Oh God! Uh... <laughs> and honest, honestly, the the yeah, the England and the, one of the Englands and the Norway. I, I, I honestly. Could, don't, I'll don't probably I probably will know them when you say them. Go on, who are they? Uh, David Lee? No, don't know. No, no idea. No. And Erland Jonsson? No, don't remember. No, no. no. The, the other English defender, I do recognise the name. Um, I think he played for Leicester as well. It's not Frank Sinclair. Um, Dubry? No, I'm just going to say it. it's not an exciting one. Andy Myers. Oh, Andy Myers. Yeah, he did play. For, I think he did play for Leicester. Uh, um, and then you've got you've got Newton and Hullet, yeah, um, and Wise. Uh, so there's two other midfielders, both of which went on to have uh, punditry careers of some sort. Um, one Scottish, one English. Uh, the English one 
no longer a pundit because he went and did something very alternative instead. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Scottish one. In, Scottish one is like, I think he's sort of known for being a bit of a misery. He's one of those misery guts Scottish pundits. Oh, God, I can't think of anyone now. It's completely gone okay. out of Well, that's, that's Craig Burley. Craig Burley, right. Okay. Yeah, I've got his name Chelsea, was he? Oh, I didn't know that. He, he, yeah, and then the English... I think this guy went off and became a monk or something bizarre like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God. Uh, it's... Uh, oh, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to forget. I'm not going to remember his name. Gavin Peacock. Gavin Peacock, yeah. He became you know, became a vicar or a priest, didn't he? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then your two forwards, uh, a Welshman and an Englishman. The Welshman, big name... Went on to become a manager, Mark Hughes. Yeah, uh, the English one. Uh, I, I I only know this name from sticker albums and stuff from the mid nineties. I think he also played for QPR. Uh, oh, oh god! Na- name uh, like uh, a thing a horse jumps over. A hurdle? No, I don't know. Uh, Paul Furlong. Oh, Furlong. <laughs> Fair long, yeah. Sam's, Sam's still taking part in the uh, in, in, in the he's he's just said this thing in the villa in the private chat. Horses don't jump over a furlong for fuck's sake. Horses don't jump over a furlong. What is a furlong? Is a furlong the measuring post? Measuring, yeah. It's like, uh, okay, yeah, right, okay. Yeah. Three furlongs, yeah. Right, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, sorry, right. Right. the villa team. <laughs> this is nineteen ninety five, so you should be able to get yeah, near- Brian Little, Brian Little team, wasn't it? So it would have been Ehiog, Southgate, McGrath. Echiog, uh, McGrath, yes, all of which uh, were in there. Alan, Alan Wright. Alan uh, Wright is in Gary, there. Gary Charles. Gary Charles is in there. Taylor Draper Townsend. Taylor Draper, not Townsend. Now, so I think this this other player is listed as a defender, but I think he must have been a midfielder for this game. Shikimika? No. Oh, uh, who else would have played? Oh, uh, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Gary Parker, maybe. No. Or... No. no. Uh, he is. Uh, you know, later later to become captain uh, and England manager. <laughs> oh, Southgate. Southgate, Southgate. Yeah. I said Southgate. I oh, did you say Southgate? Yeah. All oh, right. So, yeah. so you said Charles Echiog Southgate. Oh, I tell you what. There's one defender you didn't say. Uh, so that's that's who I've missed off here. Uh, oh. Yeah. So there's one other defender I think that you haven't said. Staunton? Yeah, that's um, the one. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, uh, yeah so you've got all so you've got all of York, the right. Milosevic and York. So all that you've got left there. So that's the eleven you've got in in rapid time. Uh there's two there was oh, a double substitution. I didn't did do the goalkeeper. Was it Bosnia? Oh, been the goalkeeper, Bosnia. Yeah. Yeah. There was a double substitution on the 79th minute. Uh Staunton and Milosevic went on. Can you say who came on? And this this might be where you struggle. You, you'll get one of them, I reckon, but the other one Na- might be a bit Najwan Garyov. No, no, that's, that's way, from, so, way before his time. I said that so confidently, didn't I? I was like, no. yeah, Fernando, that, was, Fernando, that, was a, Fernando, that was a John Fernando, Gregory signing. Fernando Nelson, then? No, 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 no. Um, trying to think bo- I think they're both forward players. Well, one definitely, one, one, one's a striker, and I think the other one's a winger. Um, oh right, uh, Graham Fenton. Oh, Graham uh, Fenton is the one that I thought you might struggle with. Yeah. Uh, um, it, so he's a he's a winger. Would you say or forward? Would you say he, he was the one that I think was a winger. Um, yeah. I don't really. I can't really remember Graham forward. Fenton. Who would we have had as a forward then? Would we have one of the youngsters like? Um, 
Oh, this he, this guy was a bit of a he was he was kind of our uh, Tommy Johnson. Tommy Johnson. There you yeah. go. There oh, look, go. Sam, Sam said the same. No, Sam, the Sam got. I think Sam got it just before you did. Oh, um, yeah, for all, although Sam's left, he's somehow still alive. Yeah, I love uh, that. He, he he just decided okay. to sack off being a participant. But he'd be a, 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 a viewer instead. Yeah, uh, which is fine. Um, yeah, that was good. Uh, any other yes. any other questions from that? Good game to go to, but shame about the result. Uh, I mean, I could yeah, the the attendance. You could try the attendance if you wanted. <laughs> Thirty-one thousand. Uh, close. Thirty-four thousand. Thirty-four thousand. Oh, and the referee was Steve Dunn. Age of the mid nineties. And apparently Chelsea didn't make any subs. They were just they were they 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 were just happy uh, at nil nil until the seventy second when Dennis Wise stuck him in front. And uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, if you have any memories of Erland Johnson or David Lee, then send them in to the Villa Talks podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Please do, because I have no idea now. <laughs> I'm quite good at the obscure footballers normally. Yeah, well, I, I must. Uh, now that I live in this uh, this this uh, festering wilderness that is Southwest London, I do <laughs> I do happen to know a lot of Chelsea fans, so I'll have to tap them up for their David Lee memories and find yeah. out. Yeah, find out I'm who sure. these people are i'm sure you will um right thank you yarrow for Cheers, that. that was brilliant as always uh thank you all for listening uh and watching on youtube um yeah it's, it's a brand new thing for us on youtube uh, i'm not sure how long it'll last but we'll keep going it makes it easier for me to edit like i said earlier so what yeah. what happened to that thing where we were going to be uh measuring players yeah, on, we are going to do stats? that Obscure scouts. We are gonna. We are still gonna do that. Um, I can't whatever, whatever it was called. It was called like the something index, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, the, the Villa Talks podcast uh, performance index. Or something. Yeah, power, power, power. Oh, index. that's right. It was. Pa- it had yeah. the word power in it. Yeah, yeah. power yeah, rankings. Yeah. Villa, Villa power Talks. rankings. Power there rankings. we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Let's get that on the go. We're gonna yeah. need something to amuse ourselves because the full. Yeah, we well, no, We will do that. We will definitely do that. Uh, we ran out of time today, but we'll definitely do that. Um, when AJ's back, is he? I'm gonna. I'm gonna make him in charge of that as well um as as well as everything else but yeah thank you uh please do subscribe to our youtube channel uh, if you'd like it now we're going to be doing more regular channels i don't i don't anticipate it will become a massive thing for us because uh we're just not that active on youtube but we'll do it there makes it makes it nice for us to see everyone well, and uh, christopher gonzalez seemed to enjoy it christopher and gonzalez, it's thank christopher. you christopher. it's all thank right with me thank you mate thank you um yeah and uh please do uh follow us on whatever audio podcast platform you're on if you're listening on there um we'll be back next week as always with the the same format and hopefully with the rest of the guys as well um and uh, hopefully we're talking about three points because that's all that matters at the end of the day uh but yeah that's all from us uh sponsored by me bay digital as well i forgot to mention local birmingham digital marketing agency as well so check them out and yeah thank you for listening and uh up the villa up the villa I love it. I love it.